22 Av, Chav Beis Av, Tzadik, his conversations, 522. The Rebbe told me of a certain Tzadik from Lithuania, who before his death snapped his fingers in his gesture of victory and said happily, springen, I leaped through. He was happy because he had succeeded in skipping over this world and its vanities. The Rebbe praised this Tzadik greatly, for having been able to say such a thing before his death. Whoever succeeds in jumping over and bypassing the vanities of this world and its pleasures is indeed fortunate. The Rebbe also quoted a very beautiful comment the tzaddik from Lithuania had made on the verse, Let my mouth speak the praise of God, and all flesh will bless his holy name forever. Psalms 145.21 He said, My mouth will praise God. In that case, certainly all flesh will bless his holy name forever. This tzaddik was very humble and lowly in his own eyes. His point was, if a lowly creature like myself is able to speak the praise of God, then certainly all flesh, all other creatures, have the right to bless his holy name, for they can't be worse than I am. My mouth will praise God. If so, then certainly all flesh will bless his holy name forever. 5.23 Once, I was standing before the Rebbe while they were getting his coat ready for the winter. They were sewing in a lining of rabbit skins. He said to me that every time a person wears a nice new article of clothing, something changes inside him. When he changes his clothes, his face changes as well. One may be the greatest of sages, He may be a person of outstanding wealth, for whom clothing is not such a matter of importance. Even if he is a king, even so, each time he wears new clothes, something inevitably changes in him. His face and his movements change as a result. 524. I heard him say, If ever the Baal Shem Tov's clothes were not sewn properly because of faulty tailoring, he would give instructions to make a pidyon, a redemption, for him. 525. The Rebbe had a coat, that was gray-colored. Once, when he was wearing it one Shabbat night, he said, And I am dust and ashes. Genesis 18.27 The Hebrew word for ashes, efer, also means gray. Rabbi Nachman's wisdom, his wisdom, 249. But there are many stories we could tell about how the Rebbe dealt with his followers, even the very least of them. This would consume many volumes, as it is written, the ear would not be satisfied with hearing. Ecclesiastes 1.8 The Rebbe himself said that many things would happen to his followers, and that many tales would be told about each one. If you were accustomed to being in the Rebbe's holy presence, you would see extraordinary miracles every minute. But the Rebbe's greatest miracles involved drawing people close to God. If a man truly wanted to become close to God, he would go in and see the Rebbe and immediately be transformed into a new person. Everyone who was worthy of standing in the Rebbe's presence was infused with tremendous awe and inspiration, true repentance, and a great spiritual arousal. Words cannot express it. If all the seas were ink. Shabbat 11a. The world has never seen a miracle like this, where one man should be able to arouse so many, great and small, to such great feeling and the emotion for God. Book. Public officials. A. 1. When a person sells diluted wine, 
public officials will treat him unfairly. 2. Not judging a fellow Jew favorably is tantamount to killing him. One who does so will be treated unjustly by public officials. 3. Reciting the Hallel prayer and giving charity are a segula for finding favor in the eyes of public officials. 4. Eating bread baked by a non-Jew causes those in charge to prohibit using the forest to chop firewood. 5. There are four things that cause a person's possessions to be handed over to the government. Holding on to a paid IOU, charging usury for lending money, being in a position to object to some wrongdoing and not doing so, and pledging charity in public but not giving Kitzer it. Kitzer Moharan 2, Lesson number 12. Where is the place of his glory? 1. When a person follows his own intellect and wisdom, he is liable to stumble into many errors and pitfalls, and he can come to very great evil, God forbid. Indeed, many people have stumbled and fallen terribly by following their own wisdom, sinning and causing countless others to sin, may God save us, and all because of their evil wisdom. In reality, the essence of Judaism is to act with simplicity and straightforwardness, without any sophistication whatsoever. A person has to ascertain that God is present in whatever he does, without any concern for his own personal honor. Rather, if the thing will give honor to God, he should do it, and if not, he should not do it. Then certainly a person will never stumble. 2. When a person falls from his level, sometimes his fall and descent can be very severe indeed, may God save us. For there are people who fall into extremely degraded places, what are called the filthy places, falling into doubts and evil, disgraceful and bizarre thoughts. These people experience intense confusion, and their hearts become dizzy because of the impure force that twists and encircles their hearts with all kinds of distorted emotions and profound confusion. In Yiddish, es ist verdreht des Herz. And even though it is impossible to find God in places like these, even there can be found a powerful rectification. Namely, from that very place, a person should seek and search for God, and he should ask, Where is the place of His glory? Where is His holiness? Where is His purity? The more he sees how far he is from God's glory, the more pained he should feel, and the more he should ask and seek, Where is the place of His glory? Then, through the very fact that this person feels pain, and searches and seeks and yearns for God's glory, and he cries out and asks, Where is the place of his glory? Through this itself, he experiences a very great ascent. For he merits through this to rise up to an extremely high level of holiness called where. See this lesson in the Kutay Maharan for further explanation. This is the essence of repentance, namely, that a person should constantly seek and search where is the place of his glory. For through this, his descent is transformed into a very great ascent. This is the idea of falling for the purpose of rising, which is discussed in the holy books. Study this lesson in full in Likutei Moharan and understand it well, because it is Rabbi very Nachman's deep indeed. Stories. Two palaces. Rabbi Nachman told his followers that whenever they experienced a nocturnal emission, they should immediately immerse in a mikvah. As a result of this nocturnal pollution, whatever damage was done was done. However, 
Before a permanent impression is made, one should immerse and purify oneself. Rabbi Nachman warned that one should not be frightened by this at all. Fear, worry, and depression are very harmful as far as this is concerned. This is especially true now that he has revealed the ten psalms that have the specific power to rectify this sin. The ten psalms are Psalms 16, 32, 41, 42, 59, 77, 90, 105, 137, and 150, as discussed in our printed works. If a person recites these ten psalms on the day that he has had a nocturnal emission, his sin is rectified, and he need not have any further concern. Rabbi Nachman laughed at Hasidim and God-fearing men who were terrified whenever they had an untoward thought, lest they experience a nocturnal pollution. However, the fear itself can often bring that which they wish to avoid. He therefore mocked this. His main teaching was that a person should not be afraid or terrified by this. One should not think about it at all. One should be like a mighty warrior, standing up against one's desires, utterly fearless, and not thinking of them at all. Then God will do what is good in his eyes. 1 Samuel 3.18, as he desires. Nussin's Letters, Year 1, Letter number 208. Fortify yourself determinedly, my son, and encourage yourself every day with the great loving kindness and miracles that God showers upon every single one of us every single day. Believe that it was not for nothing, God forbid, that our sages fixed that we should say every day in the daily prayers, for your miracles that are with us every day, for your wonders and favors that are with us at all times. A person who looks at this with sincerity and faith will be able to discern it a little. This is particularly the case for us, who have many assailing us, and the Holy One, blessed be He, saves us from their hands. God is our hope that we will soon leave our troubles completely behind us and go from suffering to great relief. Let our enemies look on and be ashamed. Let it come swiftly, quickly, right away. The words of your father, Nassan of Breslov. Warm greetings to all my companions with a mighty love, especially to my friend whom I love heart and soul, the illustrious and honored Reb Nachman, may his light shine, grandson of the crown of our heads of sainted memory. Letter number 209. With thanks to God, Tuesday night, Vayetze, 5596, Nemerov. My beloved son, I received the letter that you wrote on Wednesday, Torah reading Toldot. You should know now that I was informed by Reb Shmuel Weinberg that the letter that I sent you with Reb Chaim Nassan Tsetzis of Nemerov fell into the hands of outsiders. What happened was that this Reb Chaim Nassan forgot to give you the letter in Tulchin. He remembered as he was traveling away from Tulchin, and so he sent it to you with someone else. The letter was already opened in Bartnik, and I do not know where they are. While I am indeed pained by this, my comfort is that, thank God, I have nothing to be ashamed of in what I wrote there. I did not speak, God forbid, against a single Jew. I only reminded you to keep your mind constantly on the world to come every day, in a general way, and through all the details of your life. See Likutei Moharan 1, 54, 1. Thank God, I do not need to be ashamed about this in the least. Still, were I to have known that this was going to happen, I would not have given the letter to a carrier. But, after the event, it is certainly all for the good. 
who understands God's ways and His wonders. So be sure now to write to this Reb Chaim Nassim, tell him what happened, and ask him to write and tell you to whom he gave the letter. Perhaps you will be able to recover it. God will do Reb what is Nassim's good. Reb letters, year two. Letter number 457. How surprised I am that I have not yet received even one pruta from you for this building. You already committed yourselves to the sums which appear on the list, and you said that you would definitely send them immediately before Pesach or at least after Pesach. But there is no word and no money. I am therefore sending you the list of those who obligated themselves. See to it that they immediately pay off their pledges in full and without delay, God forbid, and send the money to my son, may he live, in Tulchin, so that the building should not be halted, God forbid. You should know that though, even when we do pay off their pledges, in accordance with the list, we will still be short of a great deal of money. The cost is high indeed, and you will certainly need to add more in accordance with what I will discuss, God willing, with her Avraham Ber, when he is with me for this coming Shavuot. But surely we cannot abandon the building, God forbid, just because it is expensive to repair it. In the meantime, though, be sure that everyone sends what appears on the list. Then we will know how much more will be needed. Be certain not to hold up the money that they committed themselves to on the list any longer. Our holy building is a matter of no small import. It will benefit the greater community for generations to come for all time. It is impossible to fathom the enormous merit connected with with this mitzvah for the wider community. It is absolutely without limit or bounds. Fortunate is the person who provides some truly significant support for this project, according to God's blessing, to the goodness of his heart, and to his own understanding of the greatness of our consummately holy and awesome Master, Teacher, and Rebbe of holy, sainted memory. Remember, and remember well, everything that I heard in the past from His holy mouth, everything that you yourselves have seen in His extremely holy and awesome books, and everything that has been spoken between us. For the holy work that the Rebbe is still doing with us to rectify us eternally, so that we do not go up in shame before God, is something very deep indeed. The knower of thoughts knows that I am writing you all this in great sincerity. I know that I am not worthy of engaging in such awesome work, but God's thoughts are very deep. I am poor and destitute, and my livelihood is extremely tight. I also need to marry off my sons, may they live. My son, David Svi, may he live, who is a hunchback, has also been left a widower, and I need to marry him off too. I have no power except in my mouth and my writing to awaken, arouse, and encourage you to help in so great a mitzvah for the benefit of the wider community. Rabbi Yehuda ben Safra, Rabbi Yehuda bar Masparta, Rabbi Yehuda Hasabar, Rabbi Yehuda Stam bar Yecheskel, Rabbi Yehuda bar Ashi, Rabbi Yehuda Bereder of Shmuel bar Shilat, Rabbi Yehuda bar Zavda, Yehuda ben Yeshaya Habosem, Rabbi Yehuda bar Abba, Rabbi Yehuda bar Idi, Rabbi Yehuda bar Levi, Rabbi Yehuda ben Levi, Rabbi Yehuda bar Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yehuda Bereder Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi. Rabbi Yehuda ben Pazi, Rabbi Yehuda Klostera, Rabbi Yehuda bar Nachmani, Rabbi Yehuda bar Chaviva, Rabbi Yehuda bar Ami, Yehuda bar Oshaya, Rabbi Yehuda Achua de Rav Salah Chasida, Rabbi Yehuda Achua de Rav Kahana, 
Rabbi Yehuda bar Siman, Rabbi Yehuda bar Titas, Rabbi Yehuda ben Sinana, Rabbi Yehuda ben Zavina, Rabbi Yehuda bar Bizna, Rabbi Yehuda ben Achotau shel Rabbi Yosei bar Chanina, Rabbi Yehuda bar Natan, Rabbi Yehuda bar Yishmael, Rabbi Yehuda bar Shila, Rabbi Yehuda bar Ula, Mar Yehuda, Yehuda bar Huna, Rabbi Yehuda mi Descarta, Rabbi Yehuda bar Maremar, Rabbi Yehuda mi Difti, Rabbi Yehuda bar Ashteta, Rabbi Yehuda bar Achitai, Rabbi Yehuda sends prayers too. Prayer number 36 on Likutei Moharan 2, 73. Master of the world, recall your compassion, Hashem, and your kindness, which are eternal. Please recall the wondrous and awesome kindness that you performed on our behalf when you brought us out of Egypt with great might and a strong hand. You revealed to us the truth of the faith in your godliness with a great, wondrous, and sweet light. You performed great and awesome signs and miracles in order to reveal your godliness, your oneness, and your absolute sovereignty. Afterward, you brought us close to you as a holy people. You took us out of the 49 gates of uncleanness and brought us into the 49 gates of holiness, which are the 49 gates of repentance that are associated with the 49 letters of the names of the tribes of God. In your vast compassion, you commanded us to count the corresponding 49 days of Sephira in order to purify the polluted souls of your nation, the Jewish people. Then, as a result of the mitzvah of counting the Omer, we can emerge from uncleanness to purity, leaving the 49 gates of uncleanness behind and entering the 49 gates of holiness. Master of the world, you who are filled with compassion, in your intense kindness, help me fulfill the mitzvah of counting the Omer in a timely fashion, with great holiness and with wondrous and awesome enthusiasm. As a result of the holiness of this awesome mitzvah, may we wake up and truly return to you and emerge from all of our uncleanness. May we expunge every kind of uncleanness and pollution that clings to us as a result of our evil deeds. Master of the world, Master of the world, save us with every type of salvation. You know the power of every mitzvah, its great ability to extract us from the places into which we have fallen due to our many sins and to bring us close to you. This is particularly true of the mitzvah of counting the Omer, which prepares us to receive the Torah, which marks the beginning of the Jewish people's coming close to their Father in heaven. You gave us this holy mitzvah so that we may emerge from the 49 gates of uncleanness and enter the 49 gates of holiness. Help me keep this mitzvah from where I stand now with the greatest perfection possible for a person like me. Be filled with compassion on my behalf. Help me and save me as a result of my keeping this mitzvah and quickly bring me out from uncleanness to purity, from the mundane to the holy, from sadness to joy, from subjugation to redemption, and from darkness to a great light. On the holy festival of Shavuot, which is the 50th day, return to us and open the holy 50th gate for us. Pour great compassion and supernal kindness onto us from that gate, so that we will rectify everything and truly return to you always. Emerging from this bitter exile, Master of the world, 
you who gaze and look to the end of all generations, you who think thoughts so that no one will remain cast away from you, you know the acute bitterness of this last exile, the level to which we have fallen and descended due to our many sins, a descent deeper than the 49 gates of uncleanness. Because of our many sins in this troubled time, we have descended shockingly with no one to console us. We have sunken into the muddy depths and cannot stand. We have entered into the depths of the water and the waves have washed over us. Gazing to the right, I see that no one knows me. My refuge is gone. No one seeks my soul. I have turned in every direction, but salvation is far from me. What can I say? My sins have deeply affected me. If your Torah had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. Your kindness to us is great, and you have rescued our soul from the lowest Sheol. For indeed, this last exile has been taxing, because we have fallen and descended further than we did in the exile of Egypt. This is our consolation in our impoverished state, that your word has revived us. For you brought the medicine before our wound, giving us your holy Torah through Moses your prophet. In the exile of Egypt, we had not yet attained this. We left before receiving the Torah, like a slave fleeing from his master, and that caused subsequent problems. But now you have already performed wondrous kindness on our behalf. You have already given us your holy Torah through Moses your prophet, the faithful one of your house. And we have merited a number of great and awesome tzaddikim in every generation. And we also attained the holy book of Psalms from David, king of Israel. However, I admit the truth, confessing before you, Hashem my God and God of my fathers, that nevertheless I remain entirely on the outside and have not yet emerged at all from the mundane to the holy. Every day I ask, what will my end be? We hope for peace, but there is no goodness, and for a time of healing, but behold, there is fright. All of the signposts indicating our salvation that I looked forward to have passed by, and still I have not been saved. Not only that, but I have added transgression to trespass, great and terrible offenses to my previous offenses. Woe! I do not know how I continue to live in such a completely bitter state, with my soul so bewildered, feeling more bitter than death, cast down, rebuffed, and rejected. I constantly rise to heaven and then descend into profound depths. I am cast down from heaven to earth thousands and tens of thousands of times without number. My soul is shot about as in the pocket of the sling. I have run out of words and combinations of letters to relate my oppression and bitterness. Woe, woe! At the very least, I had yearned to mitigate the bitterness of my spirit and express my speech. But even this is too difficult and onerous for me. My hand is heavy from sighing. All of the hides of the rams of Nevayot would not suffice as parchment on which to write the effects of our blemishes of one day or even of one hour.